0: Who am I in this new life? Who am I without this weed and this lifestyle that's just like, fuck it, it'll take care of itself. And now I feel the call to be steering the ship in a conscious way, in a collaborative way, in a community oriented way, in a Mm -hmm. bigger than myself. So like I'm moving into this. I want to be bigger than myself. I know I'm bigger than myself. I know I'm capable of shit that's bigger than myself. How do I connect the worlds?
1: The amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak,
0: they talk to you. They will answer questions, carry on conversations. Simon just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its
1: feet up. Hello there, friends of Psilocybin Says. I'm your co host, Eric Osborne. I will not be participating in the conversation that you're going to be listening to today. I'm very excited to bring this to you. I very much enjoyed editing it. It was quite funny, and not just because I know these two lovely ladies, because they are actually funny, especially when they're together. I'm talking about my incredible wife that you all know I love so much and who is so relaxed and so at ease in this interview that it's just one of the best conversations that I've heard from her. And I really love seeing her grow in this capacity and being a part of that with her. The other Participant in the conversation is her longtime friend and my relatively new friend, Kristen Malone, Balacillo, Balacillo. Sorry, Kristen. Sorry, Emilio. I had the good fortune of marrying Kristen and Emilio in Costa Rica, and that was really something special. So thank you all both for that opportunity. Look forward to growing with you as members of our community. Now this conversation is a little bit different. It gets a little bit racy. One of the things I love about Kristen is that she'll say whatever she wants to. A very interesting combination of professions. Kristen is by day a realtor and by night a burlesque dancer. She's gonna be talking about her addiction with cannabis and you all know that I can identify with that and from the feedback that i got on that episode i know a lot of you can identify with that as well so if you're if you're struggling there listen to this conversation it's going to give you some some support it's going to give you some encouragement she talks about her psychedelic awakening that happened at osho's encampment in costa rica as well kristen has got a little thing for costa rica i do believe uh I particularly appreciates her the discussion around the quarter life crisis. For those of y'all who didn't know, midlife crisis got bumped up. (laughs) I know I can feel that. Courtney and Kristen weigh in heavy on the feminist perspective here, which is, ironically, they recorded this conversation on National Women's Day. That was not planned, but they got together and held it down for the ladies, no doubt. They're going to talk about social media and so, so much more. So I'm going to Try to get out of the way real quick, let you enjoy this great conversation. Before I do, though, just a couple of pieces of business. First and foremost, please come be on psilocybin with me Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is a live stream Q&A forum that you can find on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. It's turning into a bit of an impromptu podcast. Last week we had a great conversation with a friend of mine, David, down in Mexico who's been treating his cluster headaches with psilocybin, also helping people around the world learn how to do the same. We had the World Tree Sanctuary hopped in and several other great participants that brought in some wonderful questions and insights. You can check those recorded live streams out on the Psilocybin Says youtube channel be sure and subscribe to that channel so you can keep up with all the good stuff that's coming out of there last thing and i'll get out of the way we are launching the community on psilocybin this is a subscription-based program that we're bringing to our global community really wanted to bring people together to have an opportunity and a platform for people to process and explore their psilocybin experiences Other psychedelics as well, but psilocybin, of course, is my specialty. And so I'll be hosting those Wednesdays, 4 p.m. Eastern to 5.30. It's $100 a month for non-sanctuary members and $50 a month for those of you who are members of Sanctuary. Just going to be a great opportunity for people to come together and explore in depth their experiences, what they mean, what they continue to get out of them, how they can apply them, going to share tips and tricks to really maximize the most out of your psilocybin experiences. So with no further ado, please, won't you welcome Krista Malone in her conversation with Courtney Rose.
2: So here we are. We are at the Sanctuary Space in downtown Louisville, recording a Psilocybin Says podcast. I'm so happy Ooh. to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, 40, we're 40 episodes, 43 episodes in, and I can't believe I'm just now recording a podcast with you, but the time is Save now. Save the
0: best for the 40s. <laughs> Yes. I mean, I feel that way about all my TikTok videos because I, I put out like multiple ones a day and no one sees them. You know what I mean? But like one day someone will.
2: It's not about the many. It's about the few. Exactly. I
0: have some really loyal like couple hundred people. <laughs> well... I really enjoy your TikTok.
2: I, yeah. There's only a few people that I really listen to their stuff. When I get on Instagram, I'm just, I've been, <sighs> social media. Oh. Yeah. I've been, like, backing away yeah. for about a year now. But every time I listen to a marketing podcast or professional, they're like, TikTok? Instagram? But TikTok, though. Are you on TikTok, though? Oh, my gosh. And so now I'm tiptoeing back in to
0: it slowly. I come at social media from a purely business mindset, and it really helps. Like when I watch other people's content, I'm looking specifically for business ideas. Like Mm. it's nothing personal anymore. I've spent years of the personal shit and worrying and being sad. And putting like my most heartfelt favorite photo out there for like twenty likes, and now I'm just here for the money. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: good to be clear.
0: Yeah. It, well, it helps. I know. It helps keep my longevity. I don't get burnt out as much. That's right. Like I just hit post, and then it's like whatever. Post and ghost. Exactly. Post, post and ghost. ghost. Can I cuss, by the way? Definitely. Okay. Drop. Drop it. <laughs> drop
2: it like it's drop hot. Drop it the entire episode. You know, Eric's going to hear that, and I'm going to get endless shit about it. Because <laughs> I'm always getting on him for saying fucking, fucking, fucking all the time. But we've talked about it, and I've worked through it. And That's good. And you know what? Kids sometimes just need to hear... Some buckins and some shits and be explained Normalize to them. Normalize expressive language. That's right. Express yourself. Express yourself. You can cuss here. We can talk about whatever. That's what psilocybin says is all about. Okay. We talk about whatever. Let's talk about. Whatever it. we want to talk about. Um specifically, of course, we love to talk about psilocybin here. Right. So I guess I should give a proper intro now. Everyone listening, thank you so much for for joining us here today on Psilocybin Says. I'm here with my good friend, Kristen Malone. We've known each other for... Well, now it's
0: Kristen Malone-Valicillo. <gasps> oh. Oh. It's fresh. Wow. So it's so fresh. fresh. It's so fresh. My ID still says Kristen Malone. So. It's only been a week. Well, so. I mean, tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, although I have heard there's services for that. That will just like auto change everything for you. You just like pay the fees and sign the things and they just do it all. Yeah, that's a thing. I haven't done it yet. I need though. to look into that. I'm sorry it I interrupted makes it easier. your intro. <laughs> um, here's my rude friend, Kristen Falisillo. Freshly married, but really... Uh, You're amazing. I'm so happy to have you here. We've known each other for how long? Over 13 years. Wow. I've known you since before I was 21. Wow. We've seen each other go through some phases, I believe. (laughs) So maybe we'll talk about some of those phases today. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm really proud of where (laughs) you are now. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of both of us. Both of us. Definitely. We really survived out here. We did. On the streets of (sighs) Louisville, Kentucky. And beyond, honestly. Yeah. And beyond.
0: Right and now, look at us. We're in fancy business.
2: We have.
0: Business cash.
2: Business cash, I would say. You've got your boots on. I've got my.
0: You have earrings, on. which I feel like. Uh-huh. Is half the battle. The accessories.
2: Yeah. <laughs> these are, these are locally made. Um, I got them at the um, Logan Street Market. Ooh. Holiday Bazaar. So, nice. pretty proud of that. So, Yeah. I'm so glad you're here. You make me so proud. You're a mother. Oh my gosh. A wife. An entrepreneur. A real estate agent. And a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. A badass woman. A burlesque performer. A burlesque performer. I mean, what? What don't I do? What you do do, you do well. I know that much.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll take that. I'm going to take that. You do a lot. I'm going to hear this compliment. I'm going to let it enter my membrane, let it through the membrane, and settle in. Thank you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Thanks for taking it. That's something we could talk about, like taking compliments. Taking a compliment. Why is that so hard
0: for so many People. um I think uh, well definitely the insecurity and the, uh, that sense of like I don't want to fuck up so I'm gonna stay small mm. and when you shine a spotlight on me then I gotta look at it and that feels scary yeah but I love a cheap compliment a cheap compliment yeah like a purely that? surface oh. hey you're hot all day I'll take those thanks I think that's the burlesque side of me though like the exhibitionist mm. I think I'm personally a hot person and I yeah. like a cheap man compliment especially on the internet where it's like safe and on the internet okay okay um but yeah just like that compliment that you just gave me that was like a heartfelt deep touch my soul compliment so that's why i was like oh that one's a little harder to take than a (laughs) hey i like your titties
2: (laughs) (laughs) if i accept it does that mean i have to does that mean i have to believe
0: that does that mean i agree with you do you hell yeah yeah hell yeah Awesome.
2: <laughs> Do you would you have agreed with that when we met, thirteen years ago?
0: Mmm. 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 Mm. Probably mm, not. Got too Probably long not. About it. Probably, yeah, not. Probably not. <laughs> it's a no for me. <laughs> wow! Look at the growth that We're has happened. Look at us now, I tell you what.
2: Yeah. So where did we meet? We met at Rainbow Blossom. Rainbow Blossom, Middletown. Middletown, shout out Rainbow Blossom Middletown, the old school one, not the new one. That's right, it's now a mattress oh, store. Oh,
0: I thought it was a Dunkin'
2: Donuts. There's a Dunkin' Donuts next door. Okay,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, we met there, we were really bad employees. Actually, you were <laughs> a better employee than I was. I
2: was, I tried. To,
0: I was pretty good. I think I, I
2: was pretty asked good.
0: you to do a lot of things against policies.
2: I may have policies. been stoned.
0: <laughs> right. Lot. Like, we would go into the bathroom and yeah. smoke a joint, and the store would just fill up with people. <laughs> as soon as we did that, as soon it, as it would we be did that. dead
2: for like two hours. Right. we do all the things we need to do. We're like, I guess we should have some fun have some
0: fun let's have some fun this beat is sick i want to take a ride on the marijuana stick
2: (laughs) so we would do that sometimes it would be inedible as well
0: Mm. yeah it almost always never worked out though because everyone would come into the store and we would have glazed dunkin donut eyeballs (laughs) trying to talk to people about nutrition and shit
2: that's right People would come in and tell us about their bowel movements, and we would have to keep it together. Right. And help, actually help them. Actually help them. It was a very rewarding
0: job in that respect, but I was also 20, and I didn't really give a fuck. (laughs) Like, we would light incense all over the store and then just leave... The ash remnants for our manager to find in the morning. Yeah. Well, we would be so stoned that (laughs) we would forget. (laughs) Not
2: like we intentionally left them. We were trying to
0: set a vibe, honestly. I think that they should probably pick up on that. You know
2: what? Sales were really good.
0: I'd say. People People bought a lot of things.
2: I was pretty confident after... Smoking a J and talking about plants like that. That's when I talked about plants best. Yeah. Herbs after smoking some. So we learned a lot. We've learned a lot. (laughs) We've come a long way. We've come a long way. We no longer smoke joints in the walk in and work in
0: grocery stores. (laughs) Work in grocery stores. Not that there's anything wrong with that.
2: I am pretty fresh out of working. That's true.
0: (laughs) Summer if you're listening. We're sorry.
2: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thanks. Hopefully I don't need a job there anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Well that's how we met. And we learned a lot about mental martial arts while smoking cannabis talking to people having serious conversations and today you're not stoned
0: I'm not stoned right now which is can we talk about that sure let's fucking talk about it
2: let's talk about cannabis okay since we're already talking about cannabis okay let's talk so tell me about your cannabis journey like how long have you been communing with sister
0: twisting the droll as they say do they say that I've never said that I feel like I've heard it in a song twist the droll the droll the droll maybe that's like the bowl I don't know I don't even want to go there okay how long have you been twisting the drone? how long have I been was twist- okay so i remember the first time i smoked weed was in high school and i it didn't i didn't get high the first time but you know i'm no quitter so <laughs> <laughs> you were motivated i was motivated um And it was definitely a recreational. I never really bought it. So then I was dating a guy. Mm -hmm. um, And he smoked weed on a more regular basis. So I saw him every day. I smoked with him every day. Uh, And then we broke up. And then I guess I just started buying it and having it on my person. But Mm -hmm. I wasn't like... Uh, you know like committed committed so to to investing i was in pastry school i'd just gotten out so fast forward i'm working recreationally blah 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 so then i get a job as a bakery manager in another grocery store (laughs) health food grocery store i see a theme hey whole foods Uh, i wasn't whole foods oh it was Earth earth fair that's right can never remember the name (laughs) but anyways so uh that is when my quarter life crisis was starting to come in really strong Mm -hmm. and i would just sit in the bakery and literally stare at the front door and every time those little slidey doors would come in and like i would picture myself just like just like dropping what i was doing and running out of the store because i was just like what am I fucking doing? What is my life? Like, mm-hmm. this is all wrong. My I was having a lot of digestive issues. I thought I was allergic to gluten. And I mm-hmm. was in a fucking bread baking bakery where we baked wow. fresh bread. So I was covered in it all the time. Wow. I think they call it flower lung. <laughs> I can um, imagine that's a thing. So the depression is really, you know, n- ramping up. And uh, I just... I would bring the weed with me to work, and whoever opened the bakery with me, I would take them out of our work, and we'd drive around the parking lot and get high before the store opened. Wow. Wow. Did you convert,
2: you think, some people who weren't (laughs) cannabis smokers? uh, Well, no, everybody,
0: everybody already smoked. This was where I really started like slipping into like heavy duty usage. And my boyfriend at the time was like, girl, you smoke before work now. And I'm just like, don't
2: fucking tell me what to do. (laughs) This is
0: my medicine. (laughs) And then, yeah. And then I quit my job and went backpacking in Central America for a while because that's what you do when you have a quarter life crisis, I guess. Backpacking. I drop everything Jerk and literally it. had to parachute out of my entire life to like I don't know to just figure it out. But after that, yeah, the weed. Yeah, all my friends are potheads. All my friends are potheads, and it's like how we get together, how we show love, how we do we do anything. It's weed is there. Weed is the. The Nutella that makes the the peanut butter sandwich just taste better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, peanut butter sandwich on its own, it's great. We love the peanut butter sandwich. But like throwing a little Nutella, it's a fucking party. That's right. And now we can actually enjoy life. <laughs> you know,
2: cannabis, it's so like I'm curious for you when you first like, okay, so rewind back to when you were dating that guy and he was smoking every day and when you're remembering starting that lifestyle of smoking every day with him like what like what do you remember feeling
0: like with Mm. cannabis like the difference I could not fucking tell you I couldn't fucking tell you um cannabis, I can tell you a lot now. How it's it was easy to train of thought.
2: Yeah, so fast forward to so we rewinded. That didn't work. So let's fast forward. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so let's fast forward to now. No. So
2: now, so like you're not
0: stoned today.
2: I'm not stoned today. So like tell me about that how come so
0: I am very self-analytical I'm very self-critical I feel like I see myself a little too clearly like I wish that I could like fuzzy up the lens some and just be kind of ambivalent about who I am as a person because I'm very aware and um there was a period of time where smoking cigarettes was also kind of like starting to creep in as more of like an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. And I had to get off of it. And it's, so it's like a combination of like feeling like I need it every day. Um, when I'm upset about something, like I'm running to the pipe, hit it and forget it kind Mm. of deal yeah um and I just it was it I've recognized for a long time that it's a coping mechanism for me that I'm not able to fully live with myself sober oh my god I don't want to cry let it out Ah! you can cuss you can cry
2: (laughs) just don't puke on me (laughs) (laughs) hasn't happened yet Won't make any promises, but I'll try. Yeah, we'll get Um, something.
0: But it's just like I—I don't—and I don't know what like the fear is, like what I'm gonna find out. Like I don't think that a sober Kristen is like a fucking serial killer or something. But like it's again, like with the compliments, it's like shining a light Mm -hmm. on perspective of yourself. And that's fucking scary. And I'm like not about that. So and then I was always able to like justify it. Like anytime I'd smoke, I'm like I'm in the loop. Like, oh, my God, you're always doing this. You don't have any control over your life. You're a bad person. You're a pothead. Your kid's going to grow up and think, oh, my God, my mom's a pothead. I don't like that. All of the scenarios, I'll just run them through every time. I, so then it's it's becoming like. It's not fun to hit the weed. It's not an escape. It's like... It's it's very much... Like a Looks habit. like an it's addiction. Not it looks like an addiction. Mm-hmm. Even though weed's non addictive. Yeah. That's why I wanted to talk about this. I'm using quote marks if you uh, aren't watching the video.
2: <laughs> so, like, now that cannabis is... It's crazy that it's still illegal here in Kentucky. It's 2022, but so we can talk about this now because it's legal in right. other places right. and it's becoming more culturally acceptable, right. obviously, even though it's still illegal. But now we're transitioning into a phase where cannabis legalization is, there's momentum mm. building behind it. So... We can talk about the fact that it actually is very powerful. And
0: I did hear that some, like, because the government now, I guess, okay, so don't quote me on this, (laughs) but I heard that they, they, the proverbial they are making strains that are addictive because now they want to profit now it's become a profit thing it doesn't sound like something they would do <laughs> never i know sounds i can't believe like, i wouldn't even suggest it sounds like a new concept but we don't well, fucking know what's in the weed that stuff is strong now we don't know what's in the weed we don't know okay. i just i want to be able to grow
2: my own yeah that would be great but i also would like to not I'd also like to be able to buy it legally and not be blown out of my fucking mind into another universe. Or blown out of your fucking wallet. That too.
0: I mean, another that's a whole different avenue, but.
2: Right. So yeah. my point being is I want to talk about the power of cannabis. Mm. Eric and I made a whole podcast episode on this in which I felt like I was getting extremely high just talking about cannabis. <laughs> Isn't it weird how that kind of happens? Like you talk about it. I definitely kinda... feel like I smell it all the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe it's my upper you, lip. You're probably kind of
2: made of it at this point. I,
0: uh, yeah, it's like are, a natural
2: right?
0: pheromone of mine.
2: <laughs> yeah, you attract... Other cannabis
0: smokers. People know that I'm down to clown. I That's think. right. <laughs> what? <laughs> so,
2: okay, it is so powerful, this plant. It's so powerful. And more and more, I'm hearing people say, like, I just, I've got a, like, I've got a problem here. I mm. can't seem to stop smoking it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to, I don't know how to stop.
0: A lot of the ways that I've been able to justify continuing smoking is this sense that it is like a medicine and um, health insurance is a, a big black hole in the sky. I don't even think it's real. It's not. I think that should be like that. Like, that's pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate. I think. That's like, how I feel. My family, we don't it. have health insurance. More and more people we do just not. just don't fucking have it. It's not an option for us. And so, like, I know that I have depression. I know that I have anxiety. I know that I have tendency towards, like, really low points of my life because I've lived through them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a proponent, really, of medication. Um... I kind of like, I know I'm going to contradict myself just a little bit, but for a lot of my twenties, my goal was if I got dropped on a fucking Island somewhere and I had none of my Western luxuries, like I don't have a pill that I take every day that I can't survive without Mm -hmm. or glasses that I need or et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I don't like, well, I don't like antidepressants anyways, because they numb you out and you're just like a person with no feelings or thoughts. You're just kind of like floating along in space. You're not depressed and that's cool, but like there's so many things you give up. And with weed, you can kind of alter that anxiety level. You can kind of navigate through depression and weed is kind of like your little childhood teddy bear that you take with you that when you feel scared you just kind of squeeze a little bit wow
2: what a great metaphor (laughs) that's and that's why I feel like it's so tricky. tricky it's tricky to manage a relationship with cannabis it can be it is for a lot of people I've been there several times in my life because it feels so um friendly and it feels yeah so like warm and fuzzy and and it helps you drop into yourself and um yeah it's like functional things aren't so serious things aren't so serious that's a big one for me not being so serious. Me too. Not being
0: so serious. That's
2: how my cannabis journey yes. began uh, around the time, a little bit before we met, like a year before we met. I think I started smoking cannabis with my boyfriend because he was smoking every so day. Those boyfriends. Those boyfriends. <laughs> boyfriends and their weed bag <laughs> <laughs> the endless mary poppins weed bag yeah, what the fuck? what's up with that that's that's a whole other right so so yeah but i felt like i've been so serious up until this point in my life and i feel like i'm fun and relaxed mm-hmm. when i take a hit of this bowl and um Yeah, I think differently. get a different perspective on myself. I feel more real inside my body. And also, I can't remember things as well, which is the downside.
0: But there's always that stark difference between I am sober and I'm going to hit this bowl and I'm going to feel high. And then fast forward to as soon as I wake up, I'm reaching to hit the bowl multiple times before I leave the house. Like sometimes I would go out of my way to drive home to get high during the middle of my fucking day. Mhm. Yeah. And I I definitely have like the physical, well I won't speak for right now because I'm trying something new. You're the type of person that only smokes at night. Now. Right. Now I am only smoking at night. But I would have some physical withdrawal symptoms for sure. Whenever Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I need to quit. I'm going to quit. Like, like what? Six hours in and I am like a fire breathing dragon, just Mm -hmm. fucking pissed Mm -hmm. because there's something missing inside of me, the lean. But like, it just became like, I don't know myself sober. Which is really fucking weird to say. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not like an alcoholic or doing meth. But like I don't know what it's like to be sober up until this point. So normally. That's the thing for me that really eats away at me with that shit.
2: Who am I? Who the fuck am I?
0: this. I'm high 24-7. Every decision I make. Everywhere I go like weed is a part of it
2: it is i mean weed is a being right it's got an energy it's kind of like when i think about it that way almost like like a person like if i'm to think about it like it's an entity mm-hmm. and if we're always with somebody we can't be without them like if we were to describe that relationship to a friend, they'd be like, that's a little worrisome. Sounds a little codependent. <laughs> Maybe you should get a break and like feel yourself without.
0: <laughs> yeah, and people just talk about, oh, just take a break, oh, just take a break. And like, in my mind, I hear that. I'm like, you're fucking crazy. What do you mean just take a break? What do you, what do you mean just take a break? Like I'm married to this, this being, like mm-hmm. this is my being. What do you mean take a break? Like, I can't just, I'm not one of those people who's just like, oh, I ran out, so yeah, I'm just going to take a break for like a week and then I'll buy a bag again. No, it is like, oh my God, there's one crumb left. I don't know when my dealer's going to like respond or even be able to get like, now I'm in panic. Yeah. Panic. Right. When I run out of weed.
2: And that's fucked up. There's a lot of people I've heard that up. from. So, who is Kristen? Who do you imagine Kristen being without
0: cannabis? Like, mm, I've thought about this all a lot. Uh, and I think, too, I just want to say before I go into that, that I think that that can be detrimental to the process as well, because, like, A lot of times I would have this built up notion that, man, if I just quit smoking weed, I'd be making this X amount of money. I'd be doing this many deals. I'd be having all this success. Mm -hmm. And that's not the fucking case, obviously. Like, I mean, it could be, but it's really not. You just aren't high living your life. Right. But. There is that component of like your memory and being fucking clued in with what's happening right in front of me. Like, there's so many times where I look like a complete idiot and I'm just like, oh,
1: I'm a pothead.
0: Oh, I smoke so much wheat. Like, and it's this like a disclaimer I'd have to give people when I fuck up. Like, oh, I'm just, I'm a pothead. I'm stoned. I'm stoned. (laughs) <laughs> yeah sounds really fucked up to say it out loud but i mean that's my mo that was my mo
2: i love that you're talking about this i think it just adds to how badass you are personally because <laughs> a lot of people just like hide it like there's so many people that are in the closet about being stoned all the time mm. and they're terrified to admit it that like it doesn't feel great And Mm. they would like to have a more manageable, healthy relationship with cannabis. Um, So I think it's awesome you're talking about it. And I have a feeling a lot of people are going to hear this and they're going to be like, okay, (laughs) me too.
0: (laughs) Me too. (laughs) That makes me sad because it's not been fun. But... I mean, helping people is always the goal. So it's just been like, it's just, it's hard to manage yourself just in life and taking in everything that's coming at us all the time. New information. Oh, this happened. We got to deal with this. Oh, this schedule change. You're not going to move with it. And mm-hmm. like. Trying to be a good citizen, a good person, reach my goals, be good to my family, my friends, my community, but also, like, my personal health and everyday existence, like, there's just so much to manage on, -hmm. like, an existential level and, like, the base ground level and it's just always been in the back of my mind. And it's just always felt like I have this, like, really heavy weighted blanket over myself. But as now that we're talking about it's kind of jogging my memory. That's how I used to describe it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm walking around life with a down comforter just over me. Wow. And it feels really safe, but also, like, I'm not living my fullest potential I don't know what my fullest potential is because I can't fucking remember shit and I'm fuzzy all the time and I'm always like the good time gal like let's smoke a bowl let's get high hee 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 and like uh, that's cool for your 20s or whatever your time with life is um but like I know personally that I have like eons of energy to give. I have, I have something in me that I know is like dying to get out. Yeah,
2: that's it right there. That's it right there. Like going back to accepting compliments and being able to step into your power and say, yeah, I am awesome. I do have a lot to offer the world and we all have things that we use that we stories, paradigms, beliefs that we've held and a lot of times those things hold us back like they keep us from living like a big life.
1: Like mm. a lot of us are
2: afraid to be big. Like we want to where it feels unsafe, yeah, it feels scary. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Feels scary. So Cannabis is one of those things that does a really great job at, like, helping us feel safe. Like, Mm. let's just stay safe right over here. And if I just do this, like, I won't have to. If I smoke a bowl, like, then I won't be able to do the thing. Right. That will make me
0: bigger and I don't have to care about it. Because now I'm high. Mm Mm-hmm. And I can just forget that anything matters. Because sometimes all that shit's really heavy. Mm Mm-hmm yeah totally but i mean when you're just using it all day wake and bake till the time you sleep like you aren't you aren't in your own power you're in her power Mm -hmm. her power is dictating your power um
2: yeah. People do it with, you know, it's not just cannabis, obviously. I mean, it's oh, for food.
0: Insert any vice. Any, mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Any vice we're talking about here. Yeah. Replace your vice, you listening with the cannabis. Mm-hmm. Replace cannabis with your vice and same conversation. Yeah. So it's time to step into your power. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: yeah, baby. All of a sudden, my feet don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Some in blocks have encased my feet. Oh no. <laughs>
2: yeah, so that brings me to mushrooms. Like what a different energy mushrooms are. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Cannabis. Wow, light years. Let's talk about that. Okay. What, what's your so what's the first time tell me about the first time that you communed
0: with the sacred mushroom? Mm. Hmm, maybe 19 or 20, 18 or 19. Wow, okay. Yeah, we took mushrooms and went to Joe's Older Than Dirt. Don't recommend that. <laughs> Don't recommend that for anyone. I second that. <laughs> it was a bad time. Um. So in my youth it was definitely a recreational thing Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, you know I'm always trying to be cool so fuck it I'll try that shit. That sounds cool. Cool people do that. Cool people talk about it. Another
2: boyfriend or. Oh, you know there's always a boyfriend
0: (laughs) lurking around. I know you tried my cannabis girl, but I'm happy (laughs)
2: tried my mushrooms. I tried these mushrooms.
0: Um, And it wasn't until I went backpacking Mm -hmm. in Central America and I was introduced to different psychedelic medicines Mm -hmm. set in ceremony so my first ceremony was called white night and everyone in the community this was an OSHO based community in Costa Rica and we all dressed in white you're supposed to fast you do all the things and then come into the ceremony there's people leading the ceremony there we're in like the big osho hall Mm -hmm. it's beautiful there's music people singing and it that's really where psychedelics became like a life-changing kind of therapy moment just like really (laughs) intense therapy for a few hours that people might spend their whole life talking to somebody random about. It's very different than Joe's. Older than Dirt. It's really different than Joe's. Older than Dirt. They probably don't have white nights there. <laughs> mm,
2: actually, probably <laughs> every night is white night there. <laughs> oh, true. And a very different, very different type <laughs> of white night. <laughs> yeah. um, but, so how was that Oh, God. I mean, that so, was such a turning point. In your yeah. Life. So As that mentioned.
0: was with ayahuasca. And I did ayahuasca twice in two separate ceremonies. And they call her Grandmother T. We speak of ayahuasca, you speak of grandmother. Mm-hmm. Grandmother comes to you, and whatever you need, she's going to give it. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, it could be in the form of like physical, your excreting mm-hmm. this energy, purging, purging. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, crying. I never really had, like, an outwardly experience. It was all very much happening, like, here in front of my face, but just, like, me and myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and each time was different. But, like, so the second time, my sister came to me, and we had this, like, full conversation and i like spoke really candidly to her and she spoke really candidly to me um and like yeah it was really crazy we healed together and my sister is autistic and has mild mental retardation she's 30 37 now, and she has a mentality of a 12-year-old. So, like, this conversation would never happen in real life. But, like, we – I guess we – I was able – Like, she showed me my family, and I was able to heal by speaking to them candidly because – come conversation communication is really not one of my family's strong (laughs) suits yeah we're very much sweeping under the rug Mm -hmm. um but so after all those experiences i do not take psychedelics in the same way at all like i will not take mushrooms to go to a party or to be in a party atmosphere Or we're drinking and I got these mushrooms. Like, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. Like, I was shown the power that is in those psychedelics. And I won't ever abuse it or take it, you know, lightly or for granted. Because it was such a powerful shift in me that I was shown and like the respect and the ceremony and the honoring Mm -hmm. of what I'm taking in. it just like changes your perspective on everything you take in, you know, whether you changed instantly or years down the line, Mm -hmm. just to be able to experience it in a not Western way that we grew up. Um, yeah, it's a really powerful, like, I know when I feel really lost in my life, like, that I think to turn to, like, a psychedelic ceremonial experience, mm-hmm. as opposed to, honestly oh, I just need to go to therapy, or smoke tons of weed until I die, <laughs> like, I feel existentially whatever with that word, but like, I see it as medicine. I Mm -hmm. see it as a medicine. I see it as something that can help me on a level that nothing else compares to in this life Mm -hmm. at this time. Likewise, that's so
2: powerful what you shared with your sister and your family that we can have conversations like that just kind of cut through the shit that (laughs) that like this this veil that we walk around with and all the layers of stories and fear and stuff that we carry in this human form whatever this is that we're doing here Mm. like with plant medicine we can tap into the reality like just peel all that stuff back yeah and talk to the essence
0: of the soul Yes. Did you talk to your family about that? No. No, no. I don't even think they know that I've done those things. (laughs) Until I share this podcast with your mom. (laughs) Hey, mom. (laughs) Hey, Kim. What's happening?
2: (laughs) (sighs) You feel like they wouldn't be able to hear it or?
0: Mm. I don't necessarily know that my experience is for them at all. Um, During that time, it was such a powerful experience that I felt like. At the very least, I felt like my sister, like the experience was so real. Like. I just kept like, I would think. There's no way that she couldn't feel something happening. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like all the way in Kentucky. I'm down in Costa Rica in some fucking hut. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But like this is so powerful. Like how could she not feel something? Not that I could ever like talk to her about it. And our relationship has definitely improved since that time. But... I think it was, mo- it was, it was for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was for me to say the things that I've never been able to say, hear the things that I've never been able to hear. And I don't, I've assumed that this is grandmother talking. I don't necessarily know if like it was my sister and how she feels and things. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's like the message is like, that was her at her core. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it really doesn't have anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was struggling a lot with feeling abandoned by my parents, so I was really angry at them. Um, but it had nothing to do with them because they did what they did, mm-hmm. and they did what they could, and they were surviving and all that bullshit. But it was uh, it's up to me to make peace with it yeah
2: yeah that's been a big conversation in sanctuary Sunday services mm. recently. people losing loved ones or separating from loved ones um because of various reasons and just like friendships unresolved things um mm-hmm. can relate <laughs> yeah and but still having it within yourself and like what do you do when? you can't communicate with someone anymore whether they're they've like left this realm or they just won't talk to you but you still have unresolved stuff with them what do you that's been a topic like what do you do how do you talk with them still for yourself Mm. and that seems like a great way
0: yeah i mean I don't think that we get to choose what kind of trips we have. (laughs) So, yeah, that's just kind of the medicine. It's, Mm -hmm. and it's intention too, of course. But I feel like to speak to that specifically, it's not about them anymore. As them as them as like an individual entity like once they're gone like it's not about them seeing you hearing you understanding you that's gone that's gone so just throw that away (laughs) it's not helpful to you anymore because I had you know breakups friendship breakups Mm. where I was stuck reeling on, like, they didn't understand. I need them to understand. I need them to see me and how what happened is not reflective of me. I need them to know that I'm better than them or I'm better than this or I'm at this level now. Mm -hmm. And it's not fucking about them. They don't don't matter in that respect anymore. Not necessarily, like, a death of a loved one because that's – different but it's about you carrying on mm-hmm. it's about you picking yourself up and moving on with your life and that's the focus
2: mm-hmm.
0: what you want them to know about you is what you should just be living your life as it's not about them anymore yeah I that's know, it's not like the easiest answer to take in but in the long mm-hmm. run Fucking it makes sense.
2: Well, it comes back to what are we doing here anyway? Like, what is this life experience anyway?
0: It's and about picking up your fucking bootstraps and just keep going. Don't cry. Don't get upset. You just keep going. Just keep going. Well, I cry a lot, so... I'm just kidding about that, <laughs> Just to clarify... <gasps>
2: Crying is there, therapeutic There is fuck. a grieving process with all things I've Oh been my listening. gosh and that is inevitable That is something with our culture Speaking of western Culture that we do not Really allow for Enough Is like birth and death and like The transition there Like when we have a child Come into the world our culture is like Six weeks Back to work <laughs> If you're a woman, if you're a man, Mm. one week. (laughs) And with death, it's like, I don't even know if it's that much time. Like lose a loved one, go to the funeral and come back to work. Yeah. There is a grieving process and not just like and metaphorically as well with transition, whether it's relationships or cannabis (laughs) relationships or whatever it is like we need to give ourselves a little more grace and a little more time. grace
0: yes yeah and time grace is such a big one giving grace receiving grace being grace it's it's a big one because mm-hmm. we're just fucking humans we are and we think that we are bigger than our humanoid bodies, and we're not. And so we just need grace. Yeah. I try to give grace as much as I fucking need it. <laughs> because I'm human, and I understand that people are human. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, life can be really confusing and hard, and we're just all trying to figure it out. Nobody knows what's going on. No. If you say you do,
0: you're a fucking liar. Stop it. <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> I don't know what's going on.
2: Sometimes <gasps> I find myself talking like I know what's going on, and I'm like really convincing. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm like, no, uh, wait, uh, I don't actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I retract That's, that entire statement. It's <laughs> a relief. Thank you. <laughs> Hmm. So, let's talk about uh, where you're at in your life now with uh, as an entrepreneur. And like you said earlier, you do so many things well. Well. And you've been through some transitions in the past few years. There's been COVID and childbirth childbirth and um you know you had a pretty big job transition yeah. uh, which I guess a lot of people have with the pandemic and yeah. especially those in the
0: service industry so funny enough the destiny book are you familiar with the Mm-mm. destiny book it has everyone's birth date in it And according to your birth date, you are on a life path. It's called the life path. book. I I think the the title is destiny, but Mm -hmm. it's always referred to it as the life path book. Okay. And it said I would have a career change. And it also said that I would join some sort of spiritual religious community of some sort and get really involved in it in my midlife. Wow. So I'm honestly not shocked at all. (laughs) Because the destiny book. Because the destiny book Predicted that
2: you and your midlife would have a career change. I would have a career
0: change. And I would. I, I forget. It's like the way of something into the way of something else. Of course, I can't remember it now. But basically, I'm going into like. A life of community and service in much the way that a church looks like. But mm-hmm. obviously, that ain't me. So, the whole church shit. So, like, I was curious to see how that would manifest.
2: But you are part of a church now. I am
0: part of a church now. A uh, one so it that I. Kind of
2: well, Jebus
0: ain't here. Right.
2: Not. <laughs> So not the Jeebus dressed in a white gown coming back to not the judgment shake our world. Not
0: the Jeebus. Not
2: that Jeebus. No. So but you are part of a church community, now. I'm part
0: of a church community now. And redefining church. I'm redefining church. I'm redefining community. I feel really open. I guess, and I mean, I'm one of those zodiac people who are like, What's your sign? Oh my God, you're a Libra. Wah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I believe in that kind of woo woo shit. So, when this Destiny book told me that, like, it's just always kind of been there, like, Oh, this is going to happen. At some point, because the book said so. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good to me.
2: (laughs) I don't know if that bodes well for Sanctuary.
0: (laughs) This is my own personal journey. That's right. No one needs to follow (laughs) me in my fucking weird footsteps. Hey, there's something
2: going on with astrology. I don't know how accurate it is all the time. Again. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't either. It is fun to me to ask people what their sign is and draw some kind of conclusion (laughs) and, you know. Laugh about it. Some guess about what's going to happen and who they are and what I am and what our relationship means based on when we were born. But I don't know what's going on there. (laughs) I know nothing about astrology. Yeah. I know enough to <laughs> <laughs> <Do> you <laughs> it is fun i had this book i'm sure you've looked at it or seen it back in the day when i lived on first street i had this book i'd pull it out all the time at a time when i was stoned all the time mm-hmm. i loved to pull out this book the what what was it called the relationships the it was like a relationship book mm-hmm. with astrology. So you would look up your birthday, and then was the it sex astrology? Person... Okay, I'm sure there's multiple books. It was a fat book. It was like mm-hmm. I don't know, three inches deep. So many pages, and there's like a chart, and you looked up your birthday, you looked up another person's birthday, and then like you,
0: Yeah. matched it. Told you what page
2: to go to, and then it would tell you all about your relationship with that person.
0: And I refuse to date specific signs. Like which ones? <laughs> Call me out here. <laughs> um, well, interesting and, interestingly enough, I have an issue with air signs, <laughs> and I'm married to one, and I gave <laughs> and I gave birth to one. So riddle me that. Spend enough time hating something, you will be surrounded. <laughs> Guess you need to learn to love it. And I do now, well, I'm still not gonna date a Gemini. Okay. Sorry, gems, you're weird as fuck. So
2: if you were thinking
0: about it. No dice, although y'all probably don't wanna fuck with the Scorpio either, so we'll just stay in our corners. So it's equal, most likely. I won't date another Scorpio man, probably or a Scorpio woman either. We can be friends, but like, we're not gonna go there too too, too spicy it's too, too spicy um not gonna date a virgo definitely not gonna date a virgo probably not gonna date a libra either but i'm married now what what's amelia what's his sign? he's an aquarius
2: okay and diego's an aquarius? a libra yeah. a libra okay uh, the, uh, Ananda's an Aquarius. All they do is
0: talk. <laughs> <laughs> Air signs are talkers. Yeah. Gift of gab. I am an in, insula, insular, is insular, insular, introverted. I'm very, or? I'm very introverted. I have my extrovert moments. Mm-hmm. But I'm very introverted. I could literally never say another word for the rest of my life sometimes. <laughs> like, that's how much I don't want to talk sometimes. Like, I could just, like, yeah, I just won't say anything ever again. Or, like, if I'm mad, you won't get a word from me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. Well, that's why we get along so <laughs> I'm so similar. <gasps> like, we're done.
2: Mm, mm, mm. Me in the mushroom space. I'm just like, mm? yeah. Eight hours. No words for you. Mm-mm. Yeah. If you want to talk, I'm just not gonna respond. Yeah, you can just talking with my vibes. Yeah, that's how I am as well. Yeah, Eric's a Virgo.
0: I'm sorry, Eric. He an Aries. <laughs> oh yeah, Aries. <laughs> Honestly, I dated an Aries woman. But probably not a man. Sorry, Aries. Okay, well, now everybody knows. Literally half the sign I'm not fucking with.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If you're this sign, contact Kristen (laughs) on this social media platform. If you're this sign, email only. Email only. (laughs) And if you're this sign, find her on this dating app. Yeah, just don't bother. Or don't. Just don't. Well, now that that went a weird way that (laughs) we went a weird, I don't know where we were going with that. Well, you were asking me about
0: my life transitions. That's right. And, uh, yeah. So I had the career change. Mm -hmm. I was in food service. Don't recommend food service for anyone. You think that you want to be a fucking top chef? Don't. Don't do that. Do it in your kitchen and put it on the internet but don't get a job in food service. Sorry. Sorry. Advice taken. Sorry. <laughs> That's a rough life. It's it's not meant for people who want to have families and it's not meant for people who want to be healthy. Point blank. So what were you doing in food service? I was Tell catering. The um like I said, I had my pastry degree. I thought I was going to be a fancy cake decorator. That didn't fucking work out. I graduated college, got my first loan payment in the mail, making $8 an hour, no benefits. Wow. For years. Like I was living off of one meal a day and just drinking lots of coffee and cake. And cake decorating cakes. So I learned quickly that that wasn't going to work out, so mm-hmm. I needed to get into like the management shit, and that's an even bigger clusterfuck. Mm. Especially as a woman. Got to You got to be a little bit loud, <laughs> a little bit angry, which is perfect for me in that setting because I have anger issues. <laughs> it's hard for me to
2: imagine you being Loud and angry, uh, just within the context that we know each other, yeah,
0: you don't know that part of me at all, I don't uh, it was mostly men, well, because I was like the only woman in the kitchen for a lot of time, and a lot of these men, I don't have anything nice to say there, so they won't listen unless you're loud and angry they yeah, they won't they yeah, they'll just hit on you, and I didn't want that either, so. And sorry, go ahead. But I am a hell of a better employee than most all of them. I know that. I run circles around these people. And that also gave me, personally, the leeway to be a bitch. Because I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I do my job better than you. You literally can't say shit to me, but I can say shit to you. And no one's going to tell me any different because I'm a woman. And I'm the only woman here, so. There's a lot of women
2: that I know can relate in whatever profession that's male-dominant. dominate dominant. I know my mom, as an attorney, has talked plenty about this exact thing. It's like, you can't get heard unless you're being loud and a little bit mean, and then all of a sudden that makes you a bitch. But really, it's just... You trying to get heard? Respect. Yeah. Like, uh, listen to me. I am extremely valuable. My perspective is
0: extremely valuable. And I will crush your penis with my stilettos. So fuck off. And that too. That's just how I feel about it. That's so true. I
2: didn't think about that. (laughs) I'm walking around this motherfucking office all day,
0: not smashing penises. Three-inch
2: heels on. What are you doing with your comfy shoes on, mister? (laughs) Killing it in
0: every direction over here. So, okay. So then pandemic hits. I get um, called into a a meeting with the big boss. So, yeah. We need to talk. We got to talk. I mean, they really did me well. They did not do me dirty. So that was nice of them. That's lucky. Um, It it is interesting transitioning out of food service because the culture is so different than any other industry. And I cuss like a sailor. I tell people to fuck off. You can't really do that in like business America. Um, It's not the same. It's not the same. It's a very different vibe. Like I showed a house to somebody this past weekend and I literally said, So do you wanna fuck with this house? Oh. (laughs) And I mean, he took it okay, I think. Do you want to fuck with this house? Do you want to fuck with this house?
2: Are we putting an offer in or not? I want to fuck with this house.
0: I mean, I'll fuck with it if you want to, but like, what's up? I'll fuck with this paperwork if you want to fuck with this this house. (laughs) I'm going to have to
2: put a a (laughs) warning at the beginning of this episode. (gasps) If you have children in the car.
0: Yeah. So now I'm in this place where I feel like I need to, I'm like, I wouldn't call it a crisis, but I'm definitely in an identity, big fat question mark, because I'm in my thirties, I got a kid, I just got married, I'm in like a fancy career now, if you want to call it that, trading in my smelly kitchen shoes for cute shoes, which has been fun, but who, who am I in this new life? Who am I without this weed and this lifestyle that's just like, fuck it, it'll take care of itself. And now I feel the call to be steering the ship myself in a conscious way, in a collaborative way, in a community-oriented way, in a Mm -hmm. bigger than myself. So like I'm moving into this... I want to be bigger than myself. I know I'm bigger than myself. I know I'm capable of shit that's bigger than myself. How do I connect the worlds? Mm -hmm. How do I hold on to the precious things that make me who I am, who I've really leaned into in my 20s, being an exhibitionist? being really open and carefree about what I talk about. I'm not really like embarrassed <laughs> by shit. I will say almost anything, unfortunately. <laughs> As you just found out. <laughs> um, but how do I integrate What does that look like? One step at a time. What do I wear? What is this person wearing? What is she saying? What is she talking about? How is she spending her time? I'm still answering a lot of those questions. And also, they're manifesting on their own. And, uh, yeah. It's a ride. It's a ride. It's a
2: ride. Yeah, it's... I love talking about it. I love talking about the ride. And I love talking to people who are willing to s- like jump off the cliff, yeah. And see, like when it comes to getting closer to what's real, like the values that we hold, um, closest to us, and like getting closer and closer to those values. So that's yes, it. Seems like that's what you're doing right mm-hmm.
0: now. Mm-hmm. When
2: you get that call
0: the call to go outside of yourself in whatever way that manifests in the physical realm the more you ignore it and the more you do things that block it like smoking weed all day like the more it's like um like a pick Like, trying to break through the wall. Like, Mm -hmm. I can hear it on the other side, like, itching away every time I hit that bowl. Like, hey, girl, you're not living in your power. Mm -hmm. Now you're high. Yeah. Good job. You fucked up. But today. But today,
2: your girl is sober. Today's a new day. It really is.
0: It is. How do you feel differently today than? I feel very awake. (laughs) Um, I don't have that blanket over me right now. Um, I definitely feel like this podcast would have been, uh, it would have looked different. I don't know how, but it would have been different had I been hella baked. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't think I need to put a good or bad on it. It's just something I want to explore.
2: It feels good. Congratulations
0: I'm for trying it out. Fucking empowered. Okay, it's National Women's it. Day.
2: Happy National Woman's Day. Happy National Woman's Day. If you're a woman out there listening, just know that you kick ass. It may not feel like it right now. You're a bad bitch, one hundred percent, and. Give yourself a pat on the back. Mm-hmm. Check out Kristen's latest TikTok video, which you'll probably appreciate if you're a woman. <laughs> that you know, it's just it's a different perspective being a woman in so many ways. One of which is just being kind of like extra alert when you're walking around outside.
0: So, hyper aware hyper aware like man not all men but a man in general will just get out of bed find some clothes on the floor and leave the house go wherever he wants not a care in the world doesn't even know if his ass is clean properly while he's out there this is just how i imagine men (laughs) (laughs) But a woman like pretty accurate. I've either pre picked out my outfit depending on the day, or I spend a good fair amount of time obsessing about it. Where am I going? Who's gonna be there? Am I gonna get attacked? <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah.
2: But am I gonna get attacked? But am I
0: gonna get attacked? Um yeah.
2: You're doing great, lady. If you've made it this far in this podcast, especially. Thanks for being Thank you. here. You're amazing. Uh, it'd be cool if we had like a psilocybin says women's club.
0: Ooh. That would be fun. I love that idea. Maybe we could set that up on discord or something. I'm really a woman positive person. Um, it's part of what inspires me. Is women like I'd prefer to be around women? I didn't have a lot of dude friends, Mm -hmm. still don't. But women are truly magical, otherworldly creatures. Absolutely, we
2: grew humans inside of us, yeah, fully formed. A
0: man's first place of safety was inside of a woman. Like, that right his there. safe place from the outside world was the womb of a woman. Yes. There's so much. Tell me a woman's weak. So tell much. me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking tell me. Say to my face.
2: I'm not telling you. And your eye poked a woman out. woman is <laughs> <laughs> by a phone, a key, a my stiletto, fingy. a fingy. <laughs> <laughs> You got to watch this TikTok video, you guys. Yeah, it's a winner. So you have a you have a a blog and a video series on yes. your social media platforms called Women
0: in Business Wednesday. It's really fucking cool.
2: Yeah, it's really cool, especially if you live in Louisville or you're thinking of moving to Louisville, mm-hmm. or if you
0: just care about women and Louisville in general. But so it started out. Well, so I got a brand person when I first got licensed because yeah. I'm like social media is obviously the the way of life now. So like I'm not trying to be behind the curve any more than I already am. And my I don't know what to call her, my marketing guru. guru yes. Yes. She's like, again, TikTok, 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 TikTok. So I'm like, fine. Apparently for the next couple of years. Time to hone
2: in on the TikTok.
0: But she actually suggested, you know, different ideas of how to make content that is not just me making a silly TikTok that's trending. And so I started doing these interviews with women, not just like a straight business owner, but somebody who is just like fucking killing it at their job. Mm. Or they're running a business or they're running it as a team, whatever. But, and, it, you know, everything is a slow build. So it's definitely something because there has been times where obviously the, you know, coordinating all this is a lot of work. It's challenge. There's editing, there's all the shit. And it's like, oh my God, why am I even doing this? Like, I'm getting like a couple hundred Views on TikTok, no one on Instagram because of fuck what I'm doing. But Facebook seems to like care a little bit. But honestly, what I personally get out of interacting with these women and the energy that like we're exchanging, like I don't even care if I never posted another video. Like I would just want to keep doing the interviews because Mm -hmm. women, again, are otherworldly magical fucking creatures. And connecting i don't know it's just been such a fucking rewarding ass use of my time i agree and it hasn't uh gained me a cent in profits i would say yet yet it's coming it is coming for sure but like i'm so grateful that i do it i'm so grateful that like people think it's cool and agree to it because everything is so clout oriented and how many followers do you have and I'm totally afraid when I ask people they're gonna look at my Instagram and be like hell no I'm not giving you any of my time but when they do
2: it's so cool yeah well it's it's high quality I really enjoy uh, watching the interviews and like just learning about the different businesses in Louisville that I didn't even yeah. know existed and even some that I did know existed and I had no idea that there was a woman running the show and how fucking cool they are probably assume that women are always running the show We are. but <laughs> but yeah it's been really cool to watch those little shorts and learn more and also your blog uh, on your websites yeah. really well done
0: Yeah, I'm all about the original content. Organic words. Organic words. Thoughtful things to say, not Mm -hmm. just... And I mean, a lot of that is like playing into SEO, blah, blah, blah. But again, it has provided me an extraordinary perspective on people, on women... On the power of picking up your bootstraps and just keep going. Yep. Because we all have hard shit, you know. We all have shitty things. We all have people who have fucked us over or pain that we're carrying. Um. When we, you know, are here in the moment and we're talking and we're living our lives. But really, like, there's all this other stuff that, like, I'm thinking about while I'm here in this present moment. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That we're just carrying around, and the fact that we can still do amazing things Mm -hmm. despite whatever's happening behind. Yeah,
2: it's cool to see people and women in particular uh, achieve great things. And it's really helpful for me to see that it's possible. And, um, yeah, it helps me see as well that like, we could be inspiring women. Yes. Out there. I mean, I will take that. Having my (laughs) memory, having a podcast, like if I were to hear myself, so like 18 year old me, if I were to hear. 40 plus podcasts that I'd done I'd be like wow look at you go up
0: oh, and look at who you're like interviewing if we and- were sitting down with 20 year old us interviewing them well they might not have that much to say <laughs> that's, a
2: funny, that's a funny thought I hope I can find a picture of us or something oh,
0: somewhere yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Really take- I mean, <laughs> that was when shitty phones were still a thing. That's true. We weren't taking selfies all day.
2: No, like we that do, really you know? wasn't a thing. Well, back to the um, the posting thing and the the content thing. I was listening to Seth Godin last mm-hmm. night. You know who Seth Godin is? Okay, he was like one of the early investors in the internet. Okay, and he was talking about. Um, that he's written a blog post every single day since 1996 or something like that a hello live journal called (laughs) (laughs) and he talked about how like he didn't have people it was a news. it was like the first it was an email newsletter it started off as an email newsletter he wrote an email at least once a day to his little list this Mm -hmm. was like when email first came out And everybody told him that he was stupid for being so invested in it. Like he's Mm. like, I'm going to write an email every single day and I'm going to grow a following. And people were like, (laughs) email, that's so dumb. Nobody's going to use that. Mm -hmm. And here he is. I don't know how many millions of maybe, I don't know how many millions of dollars this guy has, but he's a great guy and he's just all about consistency. He's very successful. And a good-hearted person. he's like, just keep doing your thing every single day. Make a commitment and just do it. Even when it seems like nobody cares, that doesn't matter. You, as long as you care,
0: as long as you keep at it, show up. Just show up. That's all you got to do. Keep showing up. up. uh, I'm a mantra person. I'm sure a lot of people are. Mantras are like, what get me through everything. And, uh, I, they shift over the years, obviously, but I've recently moved into a very gratitude mindset, gratitude mantra mindset, because the shit is not easy. The consistency is not easy, but if you can like, I won't say lie to yourself, (laughs) The key to life is <laughs> lying to yourself. Lying to yourself every day. Oh, But getting that mantra of, like, abundance, of gratitude. When I feel just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, nobody cares about what I'm doing. And that's the truth. No one cares about what I'm doing. I care about what I'm doing. But it's really hard to do it every day feeling like that. So I have to... Again, I don't want to say lie to myself. It feels like that in the moment. But, like, remind myself it's going to pay off. Yeah. I don't know how yet. Refocus. Just uh, point north. Like, I decided I'm doing this. And so how I feel right now doesn't change what I've decided to do. So I need to just do it. We are doing that
2: all the time, though, right? I mean, Mm. even when it comes to brushing your teeth every day, brushing your teeth back to the cannabis thing, Mm, like, mm -hmm. you know, there were times or or whatever it is, you in your mind form a vision of what you're going to do. And it may be scary at first, like starting a new job or changing a lifestyle habit. And then one day it's not scary anymore. And it makes sense. And it's automatic. And it's crazy to even think that we didn't do it
0: at one or time. had so much fear built around it
2: mm-hmm. for
0: years sometimes. Like, I've spent years obsessing over my quote-unquote addiction to marijuana. Mm-hmm. Obsessing over it for years. I've been talking about quitting weed for years. Wow. Years. Yeah, well, okay, again, you're so. in good company. <laughs> a lot
2: of people out there probably listening. We should start a Discord channel on this on the Psilocybin Says Discord server.
0: Another thing about that little side street is I don't want to hate weed. I don't want to become one of those people either who's like, Yeah, I used to smoke weed. Now I hate it. Now it's stupid. Oh, you smoke weed? Uh, I don't smoke weed. It gives me anxiety. I don't want to be that We're talking person talking about either. a healthy
2: relationship. A healthy not relationship. Not an anti-relationship. Right. Relationship.
0: It doesn't have to be one or the other or black yeah. and white. Because it isn't alcoholism where really abstaining altogether is probably the healthiest route. But because it's not necessarily like an alcohol addiction...
2: If you can find a happy medium. It's a medicine. When I was pregnant with um, Ananda, mm-hmm. I was so... Like, I could not, I could barely function my first trimester. I was so... I was vomiting every day, multiple times a day. I felt so sick. Sometimes I could barely open my eyes. I was just like... Everything was just like... Bleh, mm. Like crazy. And I would look so forward to 4 p.m when i could eat homemade edible this is when we were living in jamaica fortunately so we had ganja growing in our backyard Mm -hmm. and um i was making my own butter and it it was truly like it saved me like i was i was able to function
0: i know so many pregnant women who controversially enough benefited from the use of cannabis during pregnancy yeah
2: I mean there's there's some cohort studies on it in places where it's decriminalized or not decriminalized but actually legal and there's not a cultural stigma around it and so it's it's safe It's safe It's use. not safe here, okay? <laughs> it's not safe here, especially if you tell your doctor and then CPS shows up. Or they CPS test the up.
0: fucking umbilical cord without your consent or knowledge. Yeah. it's For safety. The
2: war on, on drugs
0: safety. is still alive and well, my friends. Here in the Midwest. That's right. So. But yeah, there are benefits to it. And to just make a black and white argument like. If I'm in this place of non-control, constant use, that I can get to a place where I am me, my person, I'm deciding to use it. Yeah. For whatever reason I choose. And it's not her deciding. Mm Mm-hmm that I haven't had it in a few hours, so I need it back in my bloodstream. You know, isn't it ideal to just be
2: conscious about every decision that we make? (laughs) Honestly, I'd rather. (laughs) There's so many decisions we make, like all, like, is it every second we're making decisions? I mean, the thoughts that we think, like, like being present all the time
0: is is it unrealistic i don't know because what's that one guy um <laughs> a guru type or an enlightened yeah being? yeah he wrote the book at the Cartol power now yes that motherfucker he's fucking floating right like at all times uh. that's the way he makes it seem he makes it seem like this man is probably levitating. M- probably
2: in- more times than most people. I've seen some interviews though where he's a little he trails off sometimes. Okay. But oh I mean, if I were to be in his presence for five to ten minutes I'd probably right, but feel like, some how is he paying things. his
0: bills? <laughs> How's he paying his bills? Right. Like alone? I'm just, I just asked that on like a, a widespread. I know. I'm, <laughs> I meant that in like a sustainability for all. I don't know.
2: Could we all be Eckhart Tolle's? I don't know. That's the question. Talking
0: about being. People born aware. in poverty where they're not having access to proper food or nurturing from family. Like. Are those people capable of being present? Well, of course, they're capable. Is it sustainable to think that that's what everyone is striving for? Mm -hmm. Or that it's necessarily a good thing for them? Maybe
2: not possible today for them. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Maybe in...
0: Because I I just ask this because I come from such a very privileged bubble of safety that my whole wholesome family have kept me in for a long time. And I know that a lot of my, the way that I am, the way that I speak, the way that I manifest comes from a place of abundance already. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, it's it's tricky when
2: we're comparing our state to another person's state and, like, recognizing the disparity in... And what people
0: are capable of when they come from places that aren't where things typically grow well.
2: Yeah. I mean, I... M- now I'm at a point where... Because I used to be... Let's see when I when you and I met I was very much in a place of like a a lack mindset like a poverty mindset because I did grow up so privileged I felt like I need to suffer like I need to be poor I need to like I need to like live in a place I don't feel safe I need to like I need to experience all these things Mm. so that I know what it's like and I'm glad I did but now I'm in a place where I want to be abundant and I want to I want to have a lot of money I want to have a lot of resources I want to have those things flow into my life so I can help people who aren't Mm -hmm. able to be in that place of abundance for whatever reason you know yeah that's where I'm at now same yeah
0: it's all for the cause
2: we could do so many podcasts on so many topics together. Maybe we should. We've covered a lot here today.
0: <laughs> the Courtney and Kristen Show. It's a, it's new, a new series coming um, out in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> Episode one, beta, Ooh, a
2: pilot, a pilot. <laughs> That's right. So, where can people find you?
0: Um, mm, so many places. places. What are the main places? So, I'm on TikTok. Move to Lou, Instagram, move to Lou. Uh, if you want to follow my spicy Instagram. We mm, didn't even talk about that. Yeah. You're going to have to get my permission to follow me on that one. <laughs> that's, that's a request. Spicy situation. account. Um, Beatrix, be naughty. Um, for a long time, a lot of people in town actually don't know me as Kristen at all. I And they don't call me. Kristen they call me B or Beatrix
2: I think I'm the only person that calls you Kristen <laughs> does Emilio even call you Kristen uh he yeah. I've heard him call he you does. Kristen <laughs> okay <laughs> um but it was like
0: uh another defense mechanism for most of my 20s like you can't see me you don't get to know Kristen but you can know all about Beatrix So, I've hidden a lot of myself in Beatrix because she's, you know, she's the extrovert. She's the sexy one. (laughs) She can handle it. Kristen's going to be at home smoking weed on her blanket. Um, But anyway, so. After the kids go to bed. After the kids go to bed. um, You can find me on the Facebooks. Uh you can uh, so I have my page moved to louisville um I'm in the process of trying to change my Facebook name back from Beatrix Be naughty to Kristen Vallillo. I'm in again an adjustment phase where I'm trying to separate church and state, so to speak, with mm-hmm. my real estate business and my spicy other lifestyle
2: I Wanted to talk about that on this episode. Like, how the hell do you manage that? Like, that's so... Like, two drastically different states.
0: Apparently, a lot of strippers are real estate agents. And they just keep that shit hella separate. Okay.
2: We could all learn a lot from strippers. I I
0: agree. Yeah. I would absolutely strip if I didn't have to have men as the customers. I think. Which... Defeats the purpose. So, anyways, another episode. Another episode. So, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and you can go to my website, movetolu.com. Check out my really cute blog posts.
2: They're not only cute, they're really well written. I've you. been really impressed with your writing Thanks. skills.
0: Hidden Town. And I learned a lot
2: about what's going on in Louisville.
0: Yeah. I eventually wanna do some uh YouTube situations, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. If you could make those
2: interview shorts longer. Longer. Throw some new YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you
0: for having me. For coming here
2: and talking about everything. hope it was helpful. (laughs) It was so helpful. I really enjoyed
0: it. Good luck with the editing on that
2: one. (laughs) You all probably won't, hopefully won't notice this because of the amazing editing that's going to happen behind the scenes But the camera, like the SD card got full once on the zoom
0: and then the camera battery died
2: (laughs) (laughs) and then the mic stopped working and everything happened but because it's national
0: women's day we
2: persevered we did so good job us (laughs) all right thanks for joining us thank you see you next time bye bye